Welcome to Just Us for Justice from Consumer Attorneys of California. I'm J.G. Preston. 2023 has been a good year for CAOC. Now we're going to take a look back now with CAOC's Chief Executive Officer, Nancy Drabble. Hi there, Nancy. Hey, J.G. So glad to be here. Well, how did you feel 2023 went for CAOC and its members? Really very well, J.G. It was another big year for the organization and a big year in Sacramento. Uh, As you know, we are the political organization trying to make sure that plaintiff's lawyers across the state are protected in their practices and also that their clients are protected in Sacramento. So that is a big undertaking. Uh, This year in Sacramento, One of our most important jobs is to make sure nothing bad happens. Mm -hmm. And on that measure, I think things went very well. We had to track and monitor over 214 bills this year. Mm -hmm. And of all those bills, there were many bad bills that we had to oppose, that we were unhappy with. But all of those bills, not one anti-consumer, anti-lawyer bill passed. So we're very proud of that. So that's one metric that is important to us every year so that our members can continue practicing law successfully. Yeah, there was some good news too, because not only did we get bad bills killed, we got good bills passed. Yeah. So following up on the really mammoth successes last year of finally reforming MICRA and then increasing the financial responsibility limit, which is going to go into effect in January of 2025. This year, we tackled three bills, all of which were signed by the governor, some against very fierce opposition. One thing that went through, which is important just in the day-to-day practice of law, was to make sure that our members can still continue to do remote appearances in court. You'd think that wouldn't be very controversial in this day and age, but it was. Um, We were able to get that extended, so it is authorized um, to continue to do remote appearances. Uh, Second, we had to fight the Chamber of Commerce, and we had a bill to make sure that we can stop frivolous appeals. When there is somebody who has a case and a corporation comes in and claims there's an arbitration agreement, for example, in a nursing home case, and the elder didn't even sign the arbitration agreement, now what's happening is the companies are coming in And even when the court says, no, there was no arbitration agreement, they're just exercising an automatic right to appeal, which stays the case. And of course, justice delayed is justice denied. So that elder never may be able to get back to court. Um, That bill says going forward, the judges will have the discretion to permit the case to go forward. And of course, if there's some reason it shouldn't, they can decide that too. But they would have the discretion to allow that case to go forward so that corporations can no longer have this frivolous delaying tactic. So that bill was authored by Senator Scott Weiner, who had to fight every step of the way. That bill was labeled a job killer by the powerful Chamber of Commerce and, in fact, was one of only three bills signed by the governor that was labeled a job killer. So we were very proud of that bill also. Mm -hmm. And then we also had legislation on expert witness standards. Yes. Last but definitely not least, uh, our members had identified for us that they were very concerned about the Klein decision, which was 
really watering down the standards for what had to be shown for an expert witness. And so Senator Tom Umberg authored this bill to make it clear and to codify that to be an expert witness, you had to show that what the expert was saying was more likely than not. So there had to be some weight to the expert witness's testimony. So that bill was also all the way through the legislature, signed by the governor. In fact, that one was signed back in June, I think it was. So we were Mm -hmm. able to get that one through very quickly. So those are just a few of the bills that we worked on this year. And it was also an unusual year in the legislature because there were 38 new legislators out of the 120. So we've got all these new people coming in, many of whom will be there for 12 years. So part of our job in representing all of our members across the state is to get to know the new legislators, establish relationship, make sure that they hear the stories of the people that our members represent across the state. So when we have legislation going forward, they will vote for consumers rather than for corporations. We have uh, all those new members this year from the election that took place last year. Now we spend this year getting ready for the election next year. And there's been a lot of preparation involved. It's been crazy because there is yet another enormous set of turnover coming up next year. I think 28, it may be up to 30 by now. So we're just having this very significant turnover in the legislature in these in this two year period. And to be an effective political organization, we have to contribute to campaigns. Um, we're very proud of the amount of money that our PACs have been able to raise. We have to be able to participate grassroots in deciding which candidates to endorse. Um, And all of that goes together because in any, um, any organization like ours, it's really a combination of good policy, but also good politics. We will never be effective unless we are also effective politically by raising the money that it's necessary to raise and participating politically. Well, good news for CAOC this year. Our membership continues to grow and and membership is kind of the the basis of all this to give us the strength to do the things we do. Absolutely, JG. And so we're we have about thirty four hundred members and we also have affiliated organizations of local trial lawyer organizations across the state. And so we can all combine our strength. Uh, We also had very successful seminars and conventions. We were in San Francisco at the time of APEC for (laughs) the convention. We had almost 700 people there. And it was uh, just our CAOC people along with uh, 20,000 foreign leaders. It was quite a wild time in San Francisco, (laughs) but I think everybody had a a fantastic time. And we had, I believe, 180 speakers at the convention. So Mm -hmm. it was very, very successful. Something else to feel good about for CAOC this past year, we had a couple of new hires who are going to make the organization strong going forward in Katie Pebbler and Caroline Andrews. Yes, we're very thrilled with our new leaders in the organization, Katie Pebbler is taking the lead on our education programs. And she's just off to an incredible start with her first convention. And then Caroline Andrews, we were happy to be able to 
come from AAJ when she moved out to California and she's going to be heading up our President's Club efforts. And we do have more new members of President's Club. Um, we are sad to see Darlene Garlday retire, but we are very thrilled to have Caroline Andrews leading the charge. Uh, our new president, Catherine Stebner, has a theme of inclusion for her presidency in 2024, and uh, that's kind of been an ongoing theme for CAOC. It's, uh, it's, it's, it seems like it's really been effective for us. Absolutely. We're, uh, Greg Rizzio was a stellar president this year and a fantastic leader. And then Catherine coming in this year as a woman and also LGBTQ, who's been around the organization for a long time, you know, she has felt very alone in some rooms and she is opening up and wanting to be as inclusive as possible, that nobody feels they are left out. Nobody feels that their voice will not be heard. Um, as a woman who's also been in many rooms over a long period of time where I've often been the only woman and have had to uh, really uh, fight a little bit to have my voice heard. Um, I'm very happy to have Catherine Stebner as our leader this year. And so we're looking forward to working with her and think she'll be a wonderful president. And kind of tied into that, our diversity, equity and inclusion committee is going strong, as are our uh, women's caucus and new lawyers division committees. Definitely. We had a special program at the convention, Trial Skills for Women. It was extremely well attended. Uh, the Women's Caucus has been active politically and having networking events. And um, so has the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. And so all those parts of the organization are very vibrant. And the other great thing is that they have contributed to future leaders. We have the Leadership Academy, too, where people um, come and learn to be leaders, both in their communities, but also within CAOC. And so we've seen that that creates a, a really strong pipeline of new leaders, people of color, women, people who have been traditionally marginalized or underrepresented. Well, this all feels like CAOC is making a transition into a new era. It's an exciting time here. It's a very exciting time. It's really a thrill to work for the organization. We have a very cohesive feeling, um, both in the staff in Sacramento, but also I think across the organization and with our fellow organizations um, across the state. Uh, we are the underdog. You know, we are fighting enormous corporations. It is not an easy task. And so it is absolutely critical that we remain united, that we stick together, because if we do that, we can definitely punch above our weight and we can beat those corporations and we can succeed for our members and for consumers. Well, thank you, Nancy. I wish you happy holidays and look forward to working with you in 2024. Me too, JG. So nice to see you. And I hope everyone does have a great holiday. That's Nancy Drabble, CAOC CEO. And thank you for listening to us for Just Us for Justice, produced by Cutter Hicks. I'm JG Preston. We'll see you next time. 